That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. Hey, this is Cecil, and I just want to remind everyone, this is the second part this week of a two-part series. Normally, we have a little clip from the show right now, but I just want to remind everyone that you may want to go back and listen to episode 82, Missed It by a Mile, before you listen to this week's episode. And for all the new listeners, welcome, and you put us uh, over some of our um, benchmarks last last week. We set some records, so thank you, and welcome, welcome to the show, and we hope you enjoy this week. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts, Peter Gilman. I'm Cecil Davis. And you know, we're just trying to have a conversation. Usually we'll say something that the other person just doesn't think sounds right, or you might not think it sounds right, but we resist the, the temptation to Google it or to fact check it. We just try to figure out what we're saying, if it's true, if it makes sense, this past last week, if you heard, we were talking about ultra marathons. I don't think that makes any sense. <laughs> we talked about reasons why it might make sense. And again, we have listener number one, Scott. In Welcome back to the studio. Pleasure to be here again. We want to jump right back into the story from last week. Yes. If you recall, Cecil goes to this thing called the Country Mile, where he's attempting to run 33 laps three miles each to do 100 miles. Right, to get a silver belt buckle. A silver belt buckle. I didn't think this sounded like a legitimate thing, especially because it was being run on April 1st. But it was a legitimate thing. Yes. And so, so Scott, you've now heard, I've started telling you this story at church, though. Yeah, yeah. And you had to go uh, take care of someone. I don't know what your priorities are. (laughs) Apparently they're misplaced, yes. uh, uh, But you've now heard the, the... End of the story. Oh, not the full end of the story. Ish, yeah. Day. I'm. St- I, I had to wait from Sunday uh, that <laughs> week till you know. So it's the about, last a, week podcast. about yeah. a week and a half. And it's a long wait. <laughs> and I was on pins and needles the whole time. And now I've gotten a little bit more of it, but I still don't know how it is. So we, we cut the podcast off last week because we went longer in that podcast than we've gone in any other podcast. Yes, people have done their commutes. Yeah, people are done walking the dog. We just right. had to cut it They're off. They're sitting in the driveway, waiting yeah. for it to end so they can go in the house so, uh, and eat dinner. Yeah, NPR calls it the driveway moment. Yep. So, all right. So, where we are is I have I have run uh, 24 hours of the country mile, a legitimate race in South Carolina. Just after midnight on April 1st, I have won the lap leader, rookie lap, lap leader. leader award. Uh, and I have now come home, and it is uh, Wednesday I still believe that I am the rookie lap leader, and I come over to the Campbell City Studios to record an episode. That's right. So, and before the before Cecil went on the marathon, as we were t- as we were talking on the phone, I said, Cecil, this this could be an episode. It just doesn't, it just don't sound right to go run anything more in a marathon. Talking about an ultra, you were just saying just the yeah, ultra. just so go talk to people. Talk to people about their experience. Oh, that's right. Right. I want yeah, you to yeah, talk yeah. to people about running ultras. Yeah. 
why they do it, what you know, what's going through their head. We've got listener number one, Scott. We talked to his about his experience last week mm-hmm. in his running yep. ultra marathons. And you know, I did that. So you organically, without knowing anything about the journey. Yes, I know. It was organic. And so I actually talked to people during the race, yes. gathering stories, which we haven't even told at this point, uh, for the podcast. That's right. And so I said, Cecil, let's go ahead and record this episode, or at least pieces of it. This was right before Easter, but I said, I- I've got this guy on the phone that I've been talking to, a guy named Bill Donaldson who's the organizer or the part of the organizers of the, one of the organizers of the Country Mile. Because we're gonna do this episode, I needed to talk to the organizer to get his feedback on what's, the, what's, what's going on about the Country Mile and why is he doing it. And I completely believe you. Correct. Yeah, so he, so he convinces <laughs> me now that he, while I was running the race, has Googled the race and found out who the race organizer is and the contact. Bill Donaldson and I have been trading emails and we finally had set up a time, and it was this particular evening, Thursday right. evening before Easter, which maybe we could talk. Okay. So uh, Peter tells me that as I'm coming in, and I was like, oh, we're going to talk to the race guy for the country mile tonight. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's great. Right. And um, and so I'm still any, any So anything going through your mind now? Well, now I'm thinking, now I can say, hey, I'm the guy who won the rookie lap leader. Do Just you so, yeah, me? you'll remember yeah, me. You'll yeah. remember me. Yeah. Which also should have clued me in because <laughs> when you get him on the phone, I yeah. say, hey, me and some of my, my brother and my cousins, we ran your uh, race. And he doesn't really react. He doesn't. Because... He, well, because he's encountered hundreds of people running that race, so you realize. <laughs> so that. I say it again, <laughs> thinking that he obviously has not heard what I said, and I was like, and I say that we have we ran the race, and really I get no reaction from this guy that now, we're interviewing. Unfortunately, in 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 our excitement to get this going on, Cecil doesn't hit record on our podcast machine. <laughs> oh. So I've got him on my speakerphone, hoping this his voice. Bill Donaldson's voice will come through, we'll record it, and we'll be able to capture Bill's great, what it turns out to be, acting ability. Ah. So, (laughs) at at this point in it, now again, if y'all aren't aren't pulling all these stories together, I I have been pranked. This is April Fool's joke. There is no rookie lap leader, but I have been awarded that, and I still think that that I am that. I'm fully, still fully invested in this. And I think that we're talking to the race leader. Mm-hmm. And now you look across the Camel City Studios and you say, will you say that you're the rookie lap leader? And well, as soon as you say that... Well, no, what happens is, so first thing, Bill, Bill, Bill Donaldson agrees that, hey, look, he'll promote our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, Peter, can you kind of give us the hook for your podcast? Yeah. I said, yeah, so I go through the spiel. Yeah. Oh, this is a podcast about talking. You did a great job. Talking that. away. So I go through mm-hmm. our spiel. And, and you should have called the brand ambassador in for that one. Well, oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. The, it, this was very nerve-wracking on my part. I did not want <laughs> to screw this up. So anyway, I do the hook. And so Bill Donaldson turns to Cecil and said, that, well, he says, that's great, that's great. And then Bill Donaldson turns to Cecil and says what? He says, well, you say you're the rookie lap leader. And as soon as he asked me that question, I was like, wait a minute. Because that's the <laughs> same setup for this other practical joke that Brian had played on me. 
And uh, I was like, wait, I, and at this point, I, I know something's up. In fact, I even say, this is no joy. Yeah, that's right. You look straight at <laughs> yeah, me, guys. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, I was like. This, this sounds awfully familiar. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is <laughs> not April 1st anymore. So I was like, Brian, if you're on the phone, this is April 4th or whatever. It's, you know, yeah, yeah we are below the flight deck. There is, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Not, this is not happening. So I haven't put it all together yet. So, so Brian calls the brother. Mm-hmm. He calls and we get him on the line. And then, then there's this discussion about, is this a legitimate April 1st joke? <laughs> and then Brian gently points out to Cecil, when did you get your lanyard? Yeah. It was just, <laughs> just after just midnight. After midnight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this was the, the big reveal. Right? And Bill Donaldson was right. Jerry, the neighbor. Right. was just with the neighbor. And they had my cousin, I had David on the phone. My cousin was right. on the phone. Uh, but they were trying to get me recorded. Who's Jerry? The neighbor of Brian's, Cecil's brother's neighbor okay. is Jerry. He's playing the and role. And he's playing the role of Bill Donaldson, the yeah. race organizer. Got it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was not going to get caught twice saying, uh, you know, getting them to have me record something. On the, the, the official like line was, hey, I'm Cecil Davis, and I'm the rookie lap leader of the country mile. <laughs> that <laughs> don't sound right. But he had warned you that as soon as you said that yes. or whoever said that. Yeah, Brian knew exactly that as soon as Cecil heard that or even started uttering the words, all the red flags were coming up. And this, the reveal had happened. Yeah. And he called it perfectly. Yeah. So, I, uh, so Jerry was talking, and, and your brother was there with him, I yeah, assume. Yeah, right. Okay. So um, so now I finally get all the pieces together. And it's really a beautiful joke in yeah, its simplicity. It I mean, and so, one, I, I had every opportunity in the world to get clued in. So many times. So many times. Secondly, things happened like, that he doesn't even know about. Like, you know, you saying that I need to interview people during the race. Yeah, I, that was just which, organic. Right, which was just organic. And so I had done that. I talked to people as I was walking and running, you know. And so I had these stories in my head I thought we could tell. Which we still will. We still can, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. we still will. You'll find a lot of uh, ultra runners will be instant converts if you start talking about their sport. They'll leave as soon as you go on to something else. But yeah, <laughs> they're fickle. Well, um, you know, like you would... As you were walking, people would want to know where you, you know, where you're from, how many ultras you had done, what your strategy was, and and after a while, yeah, I think you fall into two camps. Either you don't want anybody to talk to you, or you want everybody to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, just because you're either so far into your mental game that yeah. you're just like, please leave me alone, or the other thing is like, please keep talking to me so I won't think about the pain. What was your What was your uh, Well, after camp? 24 hours, I was still like chatty Catholic. Okay, all right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people were probably wishing I would get him out of here. <laughs> But also, um, I had I was going to be there before Brian, right? Which would have complicated things because there was no race packet at all. No race packet at all. There was no race packet at oh, all. You gracious. just picked your chip up, uh, and so had I gotten there, there was no race packet. So are race packets the common things on races? Race packets yeah. are common oh, things. Okay. Yeah. All right. But so in this one, there's no race packet. You no just pick way. your number up. You pick your thing. Your so he. When I called him and said, pick up my race packet, and he knew I was going to get there after him, he knew then he'd be able to slide this um, He must paper. have had a plan B for the paper. Well, he wasn't sure how that was going to work out. Okay. And so Boy, he got there out. and got a glad 
um, Ziploc bag and just got a bunch of stickers and stuff. And they had socks and jammed it all in the bag. <laughs> jammed the thing in there. When I got there, he just handed it to me, which to me felt very natural. Yeah, had your number on it. Right, I had my number in it, my chip and everything. So that was the first thing that had to fall away is that. And then, you know, I had six hours to think about this. Oh, yeah. Never... Never clear, and, and all the people I asked with the race, nobody knew about it. No, no red flags are going off. But you were, you didn't care. You were going to win this thing, right? I was so far bought into that I was going to win it that it had me completely out of my game. So I'm just saying, it was beautiful in its simplicity. It was well done. I will have to build a fake city to get him back. Well, what I mean, there's another thing that had to happen. They had to get the lanyard into the barn for you to be cross at the right time. Right. So that's when we talked about last time. Ray, who was whose feet were pretty hurt by this time, had to run ahead with the lanyard. And it was dark. You just didn't it notice was dark. I didn't notice. Well, we were all kind of like yes. spaced out a little bit. And and uh, so he ran ahead with it. And uh, he's a real hero in this because he gets yeah. it back. And so when I come in there, it's sitting there. So he talks to one of the race organizers and says, hey, when yeah, number yeah. 96 comes in, yeah. We're playing a joke. Keep yep. it to yourself. Right, right. Nice. Yep. And then just as people start clapping, just random people are in there think something's happening. They just start clapping. <laughs> <laughs> it's midnight. It's midnight. Ultra runners are very supportive of one another. It's funny you bring that up. I I have I thought like uh triathlons were very supportive. Yeah. It's nothing like ultras. Yeah. Man, they are everybody's there for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a a lot of cool stories I've experienced. Just people who are, um, yeah. Are you familiar with, like the Pacers on these hundred mile races? Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. That that is the no, most famous I'm job. Tell, tell a lot me. of races have, like the, the big fifty hundred milers. They'll usually have a rule after mile forty or mile fifty or mile sixty, you can have a pacer. Okay. So imagine getting your friend <laughs> to run. The last 50 miles of the a race with 50. you to keep you focused, to keep you eating and drinking when you need to eat, to not to keep you on pace, to do it all at the mostly at night, mm-hmm. and to not even get a medal. <laughs> There's no recognition in the, the book. <laughs> the pacers are there also, like in those nine hours, to keep you from like wandering yeah. out into the yeah. woods because okay. you get. Some people get a little loopy. Yeah, some people do. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. the second night. Yeah, if you kept going. Right, right. Oh, yeah, I can yeah, imagine. Right. Yeah, and so yeah, so I have heard of pacers, and especially at night, they're just there to kind of keep you from getting lost. Yeah. And that happened like one time. I um, I won't get too graphic with all this, but there was a, I went off to take a a, a break on the while mm-hmm. I was still out on the course, and like several people like, and I saw this happen multiple times. They're like, "Are you okay? Do you need help?" <laughs> do you know where you're going? <laughs> why, why are you off? Why are you off? Yeah, and so, like, if you, you know, people would stop to stretch, and everybody that went by, are you okay? Do you need help? And you know, so it, it was a very, people were looking out mm-hmm. for each other. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, but, so there it is. No rookie lap leader. So, so Cecil, any yeah. words of wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> words of wisdom, man, or to uh, always keep your guard up. I mean, uh, when you know, you, you know the day, <laughs> It's like the bobble, man. I knew the day and the hour. <laughs> Be, you know, keep your wicks trimmed, your lamp full of oil, man. Be I mean, on guard from midnight on. on. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, like Brian and I don't even accept calls from each other on April 1st. <laughs> like, I don't pick up my phone. He doesn't pick up his phone. I mean, you know, we basically lock ourselves in a skiff for 24 hours and uh, hope for the best. And just hope for the best. So, 
do most April first pass then without a practical? Oh, joke we will wait decades. Okay. To do this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like everything has to fall in line. So, if like the one where I got him when he had shingles, like that just fell in my lap, and uh, he had, you know, he was in pain. I told you, didn't I tell you that one on the air? I think I did. I know it sounds sh- terrible. I'm just not that sure, little bit of it detail. Does, does, yeah, does yeah, sound yeah. like you're yeah. kicking somebody so, when they're down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it does sound like I was kicking when they're down, but. Um, um, but yeah, we'll wait. You know, if I have to wait until I'm on my deathbed, I'll uh, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually kind of therapeutic for me because I had found myself over the years. Um, I had um, I felt like I had gotten just kind of consumed with other things in life, and so this like flipped some switches back on for me. I was like, oh wait a minute. I need to start skiing. Oh, this, this, getting cranked. Yeah, yeah. The practical joke was actually kind of therapeutic okay. for me. It kind of flipped some switches All back right. on for me that I think had been in the down position. Right. So well. let me ask you a question. Have you, yeah. You've run other races, haven't you? Like, yeah. uh, you know, half yeah. marathons, 5Ks, whatever. Yeah. Do you have any medals that you won? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, you, right. do you have your um, your lanyard with those hanging up there for your rookie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the first thing I did. So I went downstairs. I was, Hung it up. I was like, hey, yeah, absolutely. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it there. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're planning. It was funny because after the race, within uh, 24 hours after the race ended, mm-hmm. we had all signed back up for next year. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if either one of you want to join us. In you South know, there's Carolina a rule amongst runners that you What's should that? never make a race decision within 48 hours after. <laughs> or maybe 72 hours after finishing. Yeah. Nice. So uh, Peter's showing Scott the official <laughs> country rookie, rookie lap leader. He had to copy and paste and everything. Oh, there you go. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of work on this yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It was just enough detail that it hooked me, but not enough that it made me suspicious. Yeah. It was it was well done, beautifully crafted. My hat is off. And uh, so, if he had gotten the race director to say something, mm-hmm. you know, to be ready for your question, right, and to say, "Yeah, would that have been violating the rule if it happened on the thirty first of March?" No, that was all set up at that point. And okay. So, really, the the hammer fall didn't fall until I accepted the award on the on the first. okay. Yeah, so all you right. can do all the setup you want. Prior, prior. So, like, you know, I could start setting up now for whatever I plan to do in the future. Oh, I'm sure you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure this is part of <laughs> this it. Po- this podcast, like, he, he uh, so Brian is like, every time I hear that you and Peter are together, I get a little suspicious now. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, were you in on it before I was, race it anyway? That's an important piece of data. Okay. <laughs> and the answer is no. Okay. Because if you're in part of the setup or part of the prank, you're on Cecil's list. <laughs> I see. And so um, I'm, I, I fear that list, and so I'm not on it. And um, actually, his daughter and my daughter are not on it, even though, even they, though they were... They were not part of the setup. They're part of the reveal. Okay. We we're all yeah. part of the so reveal. So he's not, Ella, he's not going after us. But you have some family members that refuse... To participate. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Christy will not participate. Uh, Ella basically asked for an affidavit, signed affidavit, and said, look, is the prank over? And if it is, then I will help you get this phone number. But otherwise, I am not participating. Like, he, she really grilled him about it. So, yeah, Christy actually, for one year, said he needed something, and he's and, um, and she was like, she flatly refused. Right. Yeah, you, get, you get it yourself. You get it yourself. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So, um, so there were some... Uh, other stories that came out of the <laughs> the ultra, um, where just uh, 
you would hear people. The, the funniest thing to me was listening as I was walking, hearing other people's conversations. Yeah. And just you would hear, you just overhear like these parts of it. Um, like one guy was recounting all of his divorces to the guy that was walking with him. <laughs> and he's like, the first one broke my heart. He said the second one was a stake, and he's like he recounted his whole marital history, and I happened to be you think just this was close a stranger. Enough. What's that? Was it a stranger he was talking? to? I think they were friends. Okay, I think they were friends, but yeah, he was just going back through all of his marriages. But that's why you kind of come up on these conversations of mm-hmm. in kind of the middle of it, and then you catch like part of it, and you would go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. One thing about running, having running groups, it doesn't have to be ultra of running either. There's. Um, if you do long runs with people, you learn a lot about them over the course of, um, you know, the years. And because you have to talk just to, you know. Is there a code on what you don't talk we, about? We, we have a code that you know, <laughs> things on the happen on the road, stay on the road. Uh, okay, all right. So this is kind of like confession booth type of deal? Sort of, yeah. All right. But, um, I mean, I don't know how widespread and, and that is. But generally, it's just, it's just the details of life you don't necessarily take time to get into yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's most of it. Yeah, and, you know, you're tired and... I, there, there is a case where there was a conversation taking place that I so did not want to hear that it sped me up and I got away from it. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I had yeah. one of those two. I had one of those two where I was like, I can't hear any more of this conversation. Yep. I actually, it actually prompted me to run. I actually would wish that those people were behind me in a race because mm-hmm. I would have really done well. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I had one of those two where I just I was like, I can't listen to this uh, anymore. So, um, the... Uh, yeah, it was, I can't remember if it was one of my cousins or somebody that I was just walking next to, but I said, they were asking me something. I said, well, it's kind of a long story. And they said, well, we have 48 hours. I was like, that's a good point. Uh, good yeah. point. So um, did we, have, we already did Words of Wisdom there for tonight. So I did, uh, we, and since we went so far afield, the last one, we'll wrap this one up for tonight. Um, so Brian... If you're listening, well done. My hat is off. I hope your guard is up. The, uh, but it was well done. Very well done. Yep, I'm impressed. Yep. All right, well, it doesn't sound right, but you've come to the end of another That Don't Sound Right. Hey, before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. I do want to give a special thanks to Brian for including me in on this reveal. I feel honored <laughs> to be part of this legacy of Practical Jokes. But I am thankful that I wasn't part of the practical joke. But if this is your first time and enjoyed listening to the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button or the check mark on Apple Podcasts? Also consider giving us a rating or leave us a review. And lastly, if you're looking for that perfect Mother's Day gift, oh yeah, we have some pretty nice merchandise with our <laughs> logo on it. Because maybe... You have said something to your mother, and it made her want to say, that don't sound right. That's a, that's a good point. This is the uh, perfect Mother's Day gift. Yes. <laughs> your mother has definitely heard something out of your mouth that says, that don't sound that right. That don't sound right. Yeah. Well, That Don't Sound Right is a production of TVSR Podcasts in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I am your host and sound engineer, Cecil. Your other host is Peter, and he does all of our web design Emily is our graphic designer. Giorgio tests our merchandise. Brent is our brand ambassador. And as always, and in studio tonight, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next week, keep talking. And stay curious. Stay curious.